It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And we welcome you to another edition of the Locked On Redskins podcast. Hope you guys had a great weekend. Many of you enjoying a three-day weekend uh, because of the ultimate sacrifice and the work and the progress made by Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. So uh, please remember that as you enjoy a little extra time off from your normal Monday through Friday. Some of us don't get that. Uh, that's okay, though. Um, Sunday was Conference Championship Sunday in the National Football League. Super Bowl just a tad bit, I guess, earlier this year, if you could call February 2nd, early So the conference championship games on January the 19th, uh, as we head towards the back end of the first month of the new decade, and they pretty much went the way you would expect them to go. Both home teams won. Uh, I was right on both of those home teams. I thought San Francisco-Green Bay would be a little bit closer than it turned out to be. Let's start there, 37-20. San Francisco wins over the Green Bay Packers, so they are heading to the Super Bowl NFC champions. And, of course, that means Kyle Shanahan, first time as a head coach going to the Super Bowl, the former Redskin offensive coordinator fired in 2013 by Dan Snyder and Bruce Allen when they fired his dad, who was on hand and actually presented the George Hallis Trophy to his son. So that was a pretty cool moment. Um, and then did a little interview gathering afterwards and said, I don't have to talk to you guys. I'm not required to do so, which was pretty funny from Uncle Mike. Uh, I covered both of those guys and got to know them pretty well, so I'm very happy for Kyle uh, and very happy for Mike as well. Uh, and very happy for that entire coaching staff. There's some really good guys there, uh, guys that probably don't mean as much to you as they mean to me, but... You know, Mike McDaniels, the run game coordinator, Bobby Turner's the running backs coach, and he was with Mike all the way back in Denver, came to Washington, went with Kyle to Atlanta, and uh, wound up in San Francisco. They made it to the Super Bowl, of course, the Atlanta Falcons and Kyle's last year there, uh, what, three years ago, and of course should have won that Super Bowl, but Tom Brady was tremendous, and uh, Kyle's offense was a little over-aggressive, and well, I think they've learned their lesson. Uh, in more ways than one, because the the 49ers did what what you know every good team should do, and that's if you're committed to the run and if you know what you're doing in terms of design with jet sweeps and motion and counter runs and zone stretch, setting up play action, you can maul people. You can maul people if you execute. If you have wide receivers that block like a Bleepity bleep. If you have tight ends that get after it, if you have a really good athletic offensive line. And that's exactly what Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers have. They beat 
the Green Bay Packers 37-20, and it probably wasn't even that close. Check this out. Before we get to the rushing numbers, have you ever heard of an NFC team or team, I should say, winning a conference championship with a quarterback that threw eight times? Eight. Eight times. Six of eight for Jimmy Garoppolo, 77 yards. He only threw twice in the second half, had six attempts at the half. I mean, that's just incredible. And they were up 27 to nothing with six attempts. Six of eight, 77 yards on the night. Raheem Mostert, 29 carries, 220 yards, four touchdowns, and along at 36, and I think that came on third and eight for a touchdown for 36 yards. That was the score that put them on the board. He would add a 9-yard run, an 18-yard run, and a 22-yard run. Now, the only downside and tough part is Tevin Coleman, uh, obviously with a pretty severe-looking arm injury. Um, You know, I I can't imagine he's going to be in the Super Bowl, but maybe, maybe. But they have Breida. They don't even have Jarek McKinnon. They have other guys that can help out, and maybe they'll get exposed a little bit against a improving Kansas City Chiefs defense because that's who they'll face. We'll worry about that as we get closer to the game. For right now, the 49ers just absolutely mauled the Green Bay Packers and Preston Smith and Zadarius Smith and Matt LaFleur's group. Not that he's in charge of the defense, but he's the head coach. They just mauled them to death. And Green Bay showed some fight in the second half. Aaron Rodgers connecting on a couple of touchdowns, but also a couple of interceptions. One to Richard Sherman late. Richard Sherman was beat deep uh, one time by Devontae Adams uh, for a huge catch, 65 yards as a matter of fact, uh, in tight one-on-one coverage. And Devontae Adams just blew past him off the line. But it was such a big lead at the half that nothing the Green Bay Packers could do was good enough. They were down 27 to nothing at the half, and they, you know, they scored 20 second half points. That's great. But they still would have lost, even if San Francisco pitched a bagel or, or, or threw up a bagel in the second half. And they didn't. They scored 10 points, fine. Uh, as we mentioned, Mostert with a 22 yard touchdown run for their only score uh, via the touchdown in the second half. And a field goal from Robbie Gould, uh, and away you go. So congratulations to Kyle Shanahan, Richard Hightower, special teams coordinator, Mike McDaniel, run game coordinator, Bobby Turner, running backs coach, uh, Richard Embry, former Redskin tight end coach, former University of Colorado head coach, now the assistant head coach, tight ends coach for the San Francisco 49ers. Kyle put the band together, and uh, he was able to secure his defensive coordinator that he wanted, Robert Saleh. Uh, who did not come to Washington, was with Kyle in Houston, did not come to Washington because Mike Shanahan had already hired Jim Hazlitt. Uh, I'm not sure why they were never able to get Saleh uh, onto the staff, but or Salah, I guess is officially how you pronounce his name. I always call him Saleh. Uh, I think that's kind of how it should be, but uh, Salah is fine. Uh, and the 49ers... I mean, this is a guy that stupid people wanted fired a year ago, Salah. 
defensive coordinator because they couldn't turn around Solomon Thomas, who was a top pick. I think he was number two overall, I want to say, in that first draft in which they made the trade with the Chicago Bears. Uh, it, Thomas only had one tackle. I mean, he's a non-factor. He's not a good player. They screwed up. And what's interesting is they had Reuben Foster was their second first-round pick that year. And we all know he was good, but a big-time troublemaker in San Francisco, and they whacked him a little over a year ago, and he wound up on the Redskins a couple of days later. And, of course, he tore his ACL, MCL, LCL. And we have an actual medical update and prognosis on him coming up. We'll also have Mock Draft Monday. Uh, that'll be quick because, well, there's not much to change. But that will be a feature as well coming up here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Quickly, over to the AFC side. The Kansas City Chiefs were down 10-0 in 17-7 and then eventually stepped on the gas pedal. Patrick Mahomes did it with his arm. Patrick Mahomes did it with his legs, including a beautiful, dazzling, 27-yard touchdown run, 8 for 53 total on the run. 23 of 35, 294 and 3 with no picks and a 120.4 quarterback rating for Patrick Mahomes. Uh, He's got to be the best quarterback right now in the NFL, right? I mean, Tom Brady is on the way down. Drew Brees isn't the same. Phillip Rivers isn't the same. Ben Roethlisberger is banged up. Who's better right now than Patrick Mahomes? And again, he had a couple big touchdown catches or throws. Uh, One was on a shovel pass. I mean, you know, who are we kidding? One was to a backup uh, offensive lineman who released after a down block. You know, so, uh, well, actually, you know what? I'm sorry. That was Tennessee. That was Tennessee. Uh, My bad on that. Um, Tyreek Hill had a 20-yard Touchdown catch. Sammy Watkins had a 60-yard touchdown catch. Gave away Sammy Watkins on a DFS fantasy suggestion, a budget play on Sunday morning. Gave away Raheem Mostert as well. Two huge performances out of those guys. Sammy Watkins, 10 targets, 7 catches, 114 yards and a touchdown, and the Kansas City Chiefs eventually roll over the Tennessee Titans and win the AFC Championship. They hold Derrick Henry to 69 yards. You knew that was coming. And even though Ryan Tannehill played better, 21 of 31, 209, first time over 100 yards, two touchdowns and no picks, just wasn't enough for Tennessee who couldn't stop Patrick Mahomes defensively and couldn't get the run game going to control the football long enough to keep Kansas City's offense off the board. So 35-24, Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs to the Super Bowl for Andy Reid. He hadn't been there in a long time since he was with Philadelphia. For the Kansas City Chiefs, it's been 50 years. Imagine that. Imagine that. All right, that update on Reuben Foster as well. Jay Gruden could be back in the mix, plus Mock Draft Monday still to come next on the Locked on Redskins podcast. What's up, guys? It's Chris Russell, Locked on Redskins. Remember the days when you were always ready to go to the bedroom? That's right. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed, fellas. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, 
even on a full stomach, chewable. They work up to twice as fast as a pill, and you can be ready to go whenever the opportunity comes about. If you could benefit from a little extra function, fellas, and more confidence where it matters, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Blue Chew is prescribed online, shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. If you visit bluechew.com, you get your first shipment for free when you use our special promo code Locked On. Just pay $5 shipping again. That's B-L-U-E Chew.com. Promo code Locked On to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. Get it now, guys. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We continue along on the Locked On Redskins podcast. Good to have you with us. So on Sunday, we got an update. Speaking of the San Francisco 49ers and their first initial draft picks on Reuben Foster. How about that, huh? Reuben Foster. So I wrote this up at si.com slash NFL slash Redskins, part of Redskins Maven on Sports Illustrated, Sports Illustrated, uh, and their website, si.com. From Ian Rappaport of NFL Network, he spoke with Reuben Foster's agent this weekend. And Reuben Foster, of course, the number 31 overall pick in 2007, uh, 2017 rather, uh, from the San Francisco 49ers, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch's first draft. And uh, obviously it did not work out. He was injured in his second year. He was good in his first year, but all sorts of arrests, all sorts of trouble. Well, after he comes to the Redskins, all sorts of controversy there. Things settled down. Uh, or Very early on in the first OTA period, he snaps his ACL, his MCL, and his LCL. So all three ligaments, according to his agent, we never really got official clarity on that uh, because the Redskins simply refused to let us talk to any medical personnel or training staff. uh, And they would always put Jay Gruden up there and Jay Gruden didn't care. He didn't care. He didn't know and he didn't care. Uh, And there's HIPAA, privacy, all that stuff. But Jay just didn't care. So according to Rappaport through Reuben Foster's agent, Malachi Kawa, Malachi Kawa. Uh, apparently, Reuben Foster was on a trip to Colombia. So, in South America with his agent. And while on this trip, for the first time, Foster actually felt his toes. Uh, we, we don't know if it was for the first time or if it was the first time in a while. The story says. Uh, for the, he couldn't feel his toes for the last several months. So I guess maybe he did have some feeling in his toes prior to that is how I would interpret that either way. Uh, the agent told Rappaport quote, he's got feelings, a feeling in his toes, the underside of his foot, the side of his foot. Uh, the agent said by phone from South America, 
according to Rappaport. Quote, the nerve is starting to fire again. Now, the story says that the agent, Kawa, knows that Foster has a long way to go. He hopes that he can participate in some form or fashion in training camp. Training camp. Uh, That would pretty much rule out anything before training camp. It's how you'd look at it, not that you would expect anything different. Uh, Just again, even if he didn't have the nerve damage, torn ACL, MCL, LCL is not going to do anything for at least a year. But now the hope would be for training camp. Now, who knows how his progress is going to be, if he's still going to be under contract, if he's still going to be with the Redskins, if he's... Like, you could easily see Foster, if he's still with the Redskins, going on the physically unable to perform list, missing the first six games at least, and then maybe being a mid-season, uh, mid-season addition when he's got extra time to heal, extra time to be ready. Um, and, and there's a lot of, I guess, qualifications to that, but that's generally how that works. I don't see how he's ready for week one, but... I don't want to rule anybody out when it's January 20th, 21st, depending on when you're listening. The Redskins have this great medical staff now, everybody says. So maybe, just maybe, they'll be able to figure something out with Reuben Foster to get him ready for some point in training camp, and he'll be able to do well enough that, they'll impre- that he'll impress and make the opening day roster. Now, again, I would doubt that. The other part, he's got to be on the team. I mean, we don't know if Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio, A, like him as a football player. I assume they do. But B, just as important, maybe more, as a person, as a man, as somebody that they want to be part of their first football team and roster here in Washington. And what do you do with him? What position do you play him at? Again, he comes from a 3-4 He was signed here to be an inside linebacker in the 3-4. I assume he can play 4-3 inside middle, but I don't know that for sure. I assume he could, but maybe if Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio want to keep him, maybe they see him as a weak side linebacker, maybe a strong side linebacker. I don't know. I don't know enough about what they're looking for in terms of attributes at those particular positions, here's what I know. You better be able to run. Because if they're talking about never basically dropping their defensive ends into coverage, which was a major bone of contention with a lot of Redskins fans under the 3-4 and something that uh, Del Rio and Rivera had both personally said, you know, you got to have weak side and 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 uh, or the will and the Sam, strong side, strong and weak, will, Sam, you got to have those guys that can run. Or you better damn well have an inside linebacker, a Mike, that can run all over the place. And I don't know if the Redskins have that right now. I mean, Cole Holcomb is fast, but he's small. And he looks like he's 14. Sean Dion Hamilton, eh, maybe. Doubt it. I mean, adequate in coverage, sure. But Reuben Foster would probably be if he's reasonably healthy at some point in August, probably be the guy you would hope to be able to be at least one of those three starters to be able to run and cover people and help blow up the run. You would hope. 
but it looks like he's got a long way to go, uh, as pretty much everybody expected. No guarantees. Um, And apparently, they called the Redskins from South America, according to the agent. Quote, we called the team so they could see it. They were really happy. There has been significant improvement this week. So that's good. Apparently, he used a bio accelerator, uh, which regenerates various body parts using stem cells and cellular therapies. Um, He's used a hyperbaric chamber. He's had drop foot. That affected Jalen Smith with the Dallas Cowboys uh, when he suffered that nasty injury. But obviously, he's back. Um, You know, so again, I think the the op. I think the progress is certainly optimistic. He's got one year left under his contract, $1.69 million. I mean, here's what I would say. Give Ruben Foster a chance, right? I mean, you, you, you know, I know it wasn't him. I know it wasn't Rivera, but the organization took their lumps for it anyway. You might as well try and get something out of it. If he's got nothing left in the tank, you can easily cut him. No problem. And nobody's going to say a word if he's got nothing left. But I, I, I honestly don't know if you have a Mike linebacker. I, I mean, people have suggested it's Cole Holcomb. Maybe. I think he's too small. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, the other major Redskins story, Jay Gruden, former Redskins head coach, is going to apparently meet with the Jacksonville Jaguars this week. No, not to be their head coach but to become their offensive coordinator. Uh, There are others involved in that search. I think it would be a good fit for Jay. He loves Florida. He loves the warm weather. He loves to golf. He loves to hang out. Uh, Jay's got a great personality. Him and Gardner Minshew would be freaking frack. They'd be pretty funny together. Uh, Who knows what's going on with Nick Foles there. Phillip Rivers is moving his family to Florida, so he could wind up with the Jaguars. He could wind up with Tampa Bay, too. He's a free agent. So you never know there. But I think that would probably be a good spot for Jay. Not a lot of pressure. You know, the head coach, Doug Marone, in in trouble. A lot of people didn't expect him to last. So Jay could easily become the interim head coach there. If he makes buddy-buddy with Shad Khan and his son Tony Khan, you never know. Maybe he could weasel his way into becoming the head coach pretty quickly on a, a full-time basis. And Jay could be very, 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 very happy there in a market that I'm sure there's just not a lot of pressure on the head. I I know there's some, but not like Washington and maybe not like, you know, other cities. I know there's some, I'm not suggesting that there's none, but it's nowhere near what it is in Washington down in Jayville. So that would actually be a good spot. I think for Jay, good for him. I hope he gets it. Uh, I like Jay. I, I didn't always agree with whatever Jay did and stood for and whatever, uh, but I like Jay. Uh, I think he's a good coach. We will finish up this episode of the Locked on Redskins podcast with Mock Draft Monday from our friends at the Draft Network. We'll have a nugget on that. Joe Marino putting out his latest Mock Draft, and away we go. Into that next on the Locked on Redskins podcast. 
What's up, guys? If you've been a listener of this podcast, the Locked On Redskins podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know that Locked On Redskins is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Redskins fans, just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. Not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Locked On Redskins fans and a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On Podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising. Let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On Advertising success. Once again, that's text the word advertising to 33777 or visit lockedonpodcasts.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, it is the Locked on Redskins podcast, and it's time for Mock Draft Monday in conjunction with our friends at thedraftnetwork.com. Joe Marino's put out his latest Mock Draft. It's Mock Draft 5.0, and for the first time, it's a two-round Mock Draft as we really get into the season of Mock Drafts and Draft Talk because the East-West Shrine game was last week, the Senior Bowl this week, and what do you know? The Redskins still picking at number two are still going with Chase Young, uh, as they were last week and as they are in almost every mock draft. Uh, listen, the bottom line is, is it's going to be either be Chase Young or it's going to be a trade down, and they're going to have to get you know, their dress blown up in order to make a trade. It's all that simple. Uh, so the bottom line is I, I think everybody, for the most part, expects them to stay at number two and draft Chase Young, which is great. Fine. I think that has all the makings of a great pick. Joe Burrow, number one. Number three, Jeffrey Okuda from Ohio State, the corner. I think a lot of people expect him in that three, maybe four range, maybe as low as number five. Uh, Jedrick Wills, the offensive tackle from Alabama, going at number four overall to the New York Giants, who desperately need help on that offensive line. And Tua Tagovailoa, going still number five to the Miami Dolphins, who, again, last couple of weeks, wouldn't have to trade up to get Tua. Justin Herbert going number six to the L.A. Chargers with Phillip Rivers perhaps on his way out of town. The cornerback uh, from Oregon, Justin Herbert, who has had some ups and downs, let's put it that way. Number seven, Andrew Thomas, the offensive tackle to Georgia uh, of Georgia, going to the Panthers. And Joe Brady's new offense with Matt Rule. Number eight, another offensive tackle, Tristan Wirfs from Iowa. He's got a little position versatility. He goes to the Arizona Cardinals, according to Marino. Number nine, Derek Brown, interior defensive tackle 
from Auburn going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. We just talked about the Jaguars and Jay Gruden there. And the Browns at number 10 round out the number 10 with Isaiah Simmons, the linebacker from Clemson, who just declared. Interestingly, Jerry Judy goes number 11 in Joe Marino's mock draft from Alabama, the top wide receiver in the draft by many, goes number 11 to the New York Jets. Now, we mentioned that he did a second round selection process, right? For the first time, as he explained, uh, did Joe Marino, the director of administration and draft analyst for the draft network. Well, the Redskins, of course, don't have a second round pick. The Colts have it from the Montez Sweat trade at number 34 overall, which is where the Redskins pick would be. He has the Colts going with quarterback from Utah State, Jordan Love. Right before that to the Bengals, second round, first pick of the second round, wide receiver from LSU, Justin Jefferson. Uh, right after that, a interior defensive lineman from Alabama, Raquan Davis going to the Detroit Lions. Julian Aquara, an edge pass rusher from Notre Dame, going to the Giants at 36. You know, so obviously these are players that at least one analyst feels would be right in that neighborhood, right there in terms of um, in terms of possibly having gone to the Redskins, who again don't own that pick, but like kind of seeing what you could have had type thing compared to Montez Wet. Now, I think Montez Wet's going to be fine. I think he had a good, strong second half of the year. I challenge anybody to tell me I'm wrong on that. You're wrong. I'm right. Uh, and hopefully he'll be a lot better next year, especially with more talent and a better structure around him. So that's that on a Mock Draft Monday. All right, we're going to wrap it up. Thanks to our friend Joe Marino uh, at the Draft Network, thedraftnetwork.com. It's Senior Bowl week. We will have some coverage for you there, some news and nuggets. Uh, I'm guessing somebody from the Redskins will speak, but being that they don't have a general manager, I assume Ron Rivera is going down there, but we just don't know. Maybe we'll find out on Monday. We will see. But we will have plenty of Senior Bowl buzz. We'll do some stuff on the East-West Shrine game. We'll get into all of that now, being that we have two weeks in between the conference championship and the Super Bowl, and now that the whole coaching staff is hired and things will settle down in that regard. But until then, I'm Chris Russell. Thanks for being with us right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Adios. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.